From the studios that bring you on stage blog, this is the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart. Joining me today for this very special episode, my co-host. If you were in charge of the Oscars, he would nominate all of the movies for Best Picture, except for Joker. That's on stage, chief film critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? This is, this is pure slander. <laughs> well, we know you hate the joke. You hate Joker, so. <laughs> That's, uh... Oh, okay. Slightly slander. I'm good, by, I'm, good, I'm good, by the way. Well, and also joining us today, our very special guest, if he were in charge of the Oscars, there would only be one movie that'd be nominated for Best Picture, and that would have been Parasite. It's on stage <laughs> blog editor in chief Christopher <laughs> Peterson. Chris, uh, slightly welcome. how are you? Wow, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this will be our last podcast. Apparently, <laughs> thank you for joining us for the last series nine series finale of the. Wow. Uh, what? But you're not wrong. You're you not wrong. You called out Perry. You made that similar joke on Facebook. Come on. I did. I'm, not I did. New, I'm not breaking new ground here. I did. Uh, but yes, semi-true. Semi-true. <laughs> the Farewell would also get strong consideration. All the Asian films would get uh, true, right. you know, my vote. So. <laughs> right. So uh, box office preview is back, and uh, the Oscar nominations came out this week. And is it, uh, is it February, Greg? I, I know, I know. So much for the for the month hiatus. Hey, look, January is a busy month, and uh, we're, it is no rest, no rest for the weary. And uh, we keep trucking along. We're going to give our thoughts on the nominations and talk about storylines and snubs and our favorite inclusions, and uh, maybe review some betting odds and give our maybe our some very preliminary thoughts on who we think is going to win. But first, let's get to let's just start right off. I, I see. Five major storylines from the nominations that came out on Monday morning. And we'll go one by one. Uh, the first one, I think, has to be said is Joker. Uh, 11 nominations. I think that number was pretty surprising. Uh, we expected it to get several. Uh, expected a Best Picture nomination. Expected Best Actor. Um, certainly Best Score and a couple others. I think uh, getting Best Director was surprising and a couple others. Uh, but it leads the pack. It leads the pack with eleven nominations. So we'll start with you, Ken. What was your what was your reaction to uh, Joker getting eleven nominations? Yeah, that's that seems a little bit high. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I don't think it's necessarily that much of a surprise that uh, Todd Phillips got a, a best uh, director nod. But uh, I mean, I think there are several other people that are slightly more deserving than him. Um, I I didn't see the the entire list of categories that they got but i'm assuming uh there's like a lot of technical ones in there too like right. costume and yeah yep. yeah i mean I, I think you can make a strong case for several of those categories uh th- for them getting nominations um I don't, I don't know about film editing or you know right. but uh you know uh adapted screenplay i guess yeah um like you said, best actor, best picture, score. Um, I think it probably got makeup and. Um, Chris, what was see. your gut? What was your gut reaction when you heard that Joker got eleven nominations? I, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I said, "What? Are you kidding me? Have you um, seen it yet?" I have. I had. I actually oh, just okay. watched it. Uh, I watched it uh, last week. And um, look, I mean, I, I think of all the nominations, you could probably take out four of them that. I, I think it's one of those movies where it's like it's going to get these many nominations, so these nominations get kind of tacked on. So, right. um, like, I don't want to put down sound designers, but like, nothing in that movie made me say, "Wow, that was some great sound mixing or sound editing." Yeah. Academy Award worthy sound editing. It just it's not that type of movie. And sure. same thing for for best makeup and hairstyling. I'm like, I, it's you're, it's face paint. I was like, <laughs> I was kind of I kind of spent the movie. I was like. I watched it. I watched it after the nominations. Um, uh, excuse me, after the Golden Globes, and uh, I just remember watching. I was like, "Yeah, makeup." I was like, "I don't, I don't see it." But um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can make an argument for Best Picture. You can make an argument for Todd Phillips. You can make an argument for a lot of these other um, categories. But those are the, those are the four that I thought were you know four too many. I, I gotta say, do- Best Documentary Feature seemed like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think 
particularly with this year, I think in a weaker movie year, it might have made a little bit more sense. But this is, as we'll get to a little bit later, this is a pretty strong year uh, for movies and populist movies as well. When I say populist, I just mean uh, movies that were good as well as did significant box office revenue. They were seen by quite a few. So if you told me one of the movies was going to get 11, I wouldn't have picked this one. Um, I would have picked maybe a couple others before before this. So, uh, interesting for Joker, it is, as Ken and I have discussed, a pretty polarizing movie. Um, so, I think there are a lot of people, you know, pretty angry that it got that many nominations and also got Best Director. Um, I think it certainly has a very, as we've seen on our, our own social media, uh, in reaction to Ken's piece, where he left out Joker on his top 100, uh, certainly a very, there's a contingent that really loved the movie. Um, Chris, just tell me very quickly where you stand on it. On Joker? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just, how do I put this? It was a movie that I thought was interesting. You could have taken out all the Joker elements of that movie. And I think, you know, it doesn't really change the movie for me. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. You could just you could say like, this is like a, a taxi driver esque breakdown of a, you know, human being to the crazy. Of, yeah. 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 And a mentally it, ill person who turns into like, a exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't want to say it's a trope, but it, it kind of is. I mean, you, yeah. we've seen these movies before, so it wasn't, it didn't mm-hmm. break any new ground for me. And also I think <laughs> again, Warner brothers is, has no idea what they're doing with this universe. I think it puts them in a real bind of what, what are they, what are they doing with Batman at this point? Cause they're talking about making a sequel to Joker Personally, I don't want one. I think this movie stands fine as a, on its own. I think when you mm-hmm. try to make it into a franchise, you're just you're just tempting fate at that point. But it made so, so much money. I know, and you know, Warner Brothers could probably use it right well, now. So, and that's and that's why I don't think they really put much thought into it because the budget was what like twenty million dollars, twenty five million. So it was so no. cheap that yeah, no. and it wasn't. Fine, you make me look it up. <laughs> I am going to make you look that up. There's no way that movie was made for twenty million dollars. All right, fair enough. 60, 60, 60, 60 million budget. That's still cheap, though. No, that's no, just for superhero movies. That's like really cheap. Okay. Um, and it's you know, in domestically, it did three. I think it just uh, passed a billion uh, worldwide, right? Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's which is an insane return. It did three hundred thirty million, uh, in counting so far in the U.S. People so, love incels. <laughs> <laughs> so oh wait, I, that's the wrong lesson. Right and right and uh, when you have that low level budget for a superhero movie, you're just gonna green light it and think about ramifications later, <laughs> you know. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't really need to be connected to anything. I think they're certainly gonna look to more than just these standalone, you know, um, uh, origin stories, and you know, to figure out the rest later. So, second storyline I have, unless there's any other thoughts you guys had on Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's not, I, in my mind, it's not going to really win. I, I don't think it's going to win a lot. So it's you know, it's one of those movies that's like just like um, like The Aviator, which was nominated for like fourteen Academy Awards. It's, I just don't think right. it's going to win a lot. So <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll, we'll make official predictions on a separate podcast. We should say we, we're going to have another podcast closer to the ceremony where we'll do our world famous Oscar ballot. Where we'll reveal the answers to our. Um, to our, to our Oscar ballot and make predictions of that sort then. Um, second storyline is they, I thought for the best picture category, I thought they pretty much got it right. I mean, Ken and I were talking about it last week. Chris, I don't know if you're talking about it on your other podcast, but uh, Ken and I considered there to be like five locks and three, you know, near locks and one to two maybes. And um, I thought the one maybe on this list was Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, I thought that was fighting out with Uncut Gems and Knives Out. I would not have guessed Ford versus Ferrari to get this. I, I, w- I would have said maybe, probably gun to my head, I probably would have said Knives Out, but un- but also Uncut Gems. But Ford versus Ferrari makes it. But otherwise, it's a pretty, it's a pretty predictable, strong list out of, um, out of this year's crop. It was, I think there was, this was a crop that was a cut above the rest. Um, and it's a it's a fun list because again most of the country has seen most of this movies. There's only really uh, t- two movies on here that had limited release: uh, Jojo Rabbit and what was the other one? Parasite. Mm. Just making sure there was no others. Yeah, 
1917 was limited as it announced, but that's going to become wide. You had yeah, a wide like, release yeah, this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's a pretty fun slate, and we haven't had a fun slate in a couple of years. Um, and But Ken, what was your, what's your overall take on this crop of nine? Uh, for yeah, I, I, like you said, we, we talked about these last week. Uh, I, there's no surprises on here to me. Uh, I think you can make a case for, like you said, Knives Out, Uncut Gems. Uh, I think we also mentioned Us uh, when, when we were talking about this on the last pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, and Chris would probably agree with the farewell, you could also make a case for. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think any of these movies stand out as like sore thumbs that, that don't really necessarily belong in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Us there. I, I thought. You know, it's definitely. I I just can't believe us has gotten completely forgotten uh, mm. as it is. Um, mm. I, I think that has a lot to do with the, the time of, of the year it came out. Yeah, um, those and times get forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, this, this is going to get ignored. Um, but uh, the other movie that I thought, actually, overall in terms of just the award season period, that has gotten literally no recognition is Midsummer. I I was mm. like, this was yes. a movie that I was like, you yes. know. Yes. I don't think it, I don't know if <laughs> Ken just got yes. really excited with black guys. Um, I didn't, I don't know if it it gets into the top nine for a nomination, but there were elements of that movie where I'm like, oh my god, at least design wise, uh, yeah, cinematography. Said, like, cinematography was exactly the the category I was thinking of for that movie. Yeah, just uh, the the yeah, like you said. And I also, I mean, I also expected a couple more nominations uh, for The Lighthouse. I thought that was a movie that I was mm-hmm. like, mm, that could sneak in there. So I don't, I, I didn't see anything egregious. I think the most egregious probably omission, I think, is The Farewell. Um, and I could probably toss out Marriage Story for that, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ken I Jones. Out, Ken Jones. Come at me. Yeah. Change everything, but don't change anything. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I would toss out, honestly, like, I, I I would toss out Joker, obviously, um, but I'd also say Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, and and maybe even 1917 for for uh, some of those movies that we we mentioned: Knives Out, Uncut Gems, The Farewell, and Us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, good shots fired. Yeah. Come at oh, me. Okay. <laughs> Not a cut, cut above the rest. There are many others. No, no. I, like you, like you, like you said, Greg. This was a very like solid year. And you could you could go like fifteen deep on potential nominees, right? So, yeah. Uh, All right. So, third storyline I had is is this Quentin Tarantino's year? Um, It seems like based on some of the odd betting odds um, and some of the other movies he's contending with, this might be his best chance uh, to pick up not only a best picture but also best director. Is is this his year? I, I think so. I think so. I, I, w- I will be very upset if Quentin Tarantino does not win um, the award this year for, for both those categories. Because even even though this is a movie, by the way, that I like more and more every time I watch it, yeah. I still feel like it's not his best work that's been nominated in this category, so to speak. So mm-hmm. it's for me, it's like almost like a, ironically a Martin Scorsese when he yeah. won The Departed. It's like... Yep. Right. He did, he finally gets this award, but is it for his best work that should have, he should have won for in the first place? No, but will he get it? I, I think so. Yeah, I, you're you're stealing a lot of my thunder there, Chris. Um, like he, well, I read won, I read your notes. That's why I said <laughs> he he's won twice for best writing for original screenplay. Yep. Um, he's he's had several no- pictures nominated for best picture and yep. best director. It's it, he says he's only making one more movie. Um, so. <sighs> I don't know if we want to put all of our hopes on him winning a best director or best picture on on a very last movie. So it feels like this yeah. might be like the time to like pull the trigger on that stuff. Yeah, because it, it kind of is absurd that, uh, you know, he's 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 arguably like the best uh, director of his generation or in the mm-hmm. running and, mm-hmm. and that he doesn't have a best picture or a best director Oscar at this point is kind of uh, ludicrous. So. Yeah, especially because I, <clears throat> I would say, I think his tenth movie is going to be Kill Bill Three. It's just just total gut, <laughs> and he's been talking about it more. He just announced that he sort of cracked 
um, like he, he, he said, I don't know if you guys saw this. He said in an interview when someone asked him about it was he's always been thinking about it. And he finally figured out what the bride's been doing since Kill Bill 2 and this, you know, Kill Bill 3 that's in his head. Mm. He said that was the toughest part. Um, and so it just kind of tells me he's still kind of thinking about it. And that would be a really super interesting way to end his, you know, filmography. Although I think we've all discussed, I'll agree. This movie is kind of the perfect end to his filmography in many ways. Um, it's arguably, again, I, I'm with you, Chris. I don't think it's quite his best, but it's his most Tarantino movie. <laughs> it mm. sort of uh, captures yeah. all the elements of like ver- of his various uh, other movies. So Yeah. I, I, I think, too, it shows a little bit of maturity, too, until yeah. the bonkers like last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm with you. I, I, I This feel Hollywood likes to just kind of give a lifetime achievement um, to certain directors and... Uh, I think this could this could be it. He's a he he is once upon a time in Hollywood. Hey, By the way, I, give me an award if I <laughs> make it through this entire podcast without saying once upon a time in America. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood is the betting favorite. It's a slight favorite in the best picture category. Interestingly, Tarantino is not the favorite in the director. Uh, he's mm. like the third. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's third in the best director. Yeah. Wow. So he, he he has a couple. I mean, so if this is going to break right for him, he has a couple mountains to climb. Um, but it's uh, it feels right. It feels like this could be the Tarantino year. So it's a, it's a storyline you have to look out for. And obviously, when we look for the other, award, there's going to be a few other awards uh, shows that are going to happen between now and the Oscars. So we'll keep an eye out and seeing what Tarantino if Tarantino wins any of the big awards uh, there either. Uh, fourth storyline I had was hashtag best director so male. So I think we need to t- <laughs> talk about this. Um, so <laughs> a lot of uproar about all the directors being male this year. There are a couple, um, some various hashtags and and interviews given expressing some concern that Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated. And there were other female directors thrown out there. I, th- I don't remember her name, the director of Once a uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Marielle. Uh, Mary- yeah. 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 And a couple others for, I, I would say, uh, lesser movies and Little Women. Um, Ken, what, do you think Greta Gerwig deserved a, a director nomination of this group? Um, I actually don't. Um, if I had to... If I had to put a woman in, so to speak, uh, I would probably go with Lulu Wong for the farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I thought that was a better, um, well, not necessarily better, but I, th- I thought it was more impressive. Um, I-, I believe it was a feature debut for her, yeah, uh, too. So um, I-, I would honestly like I would take out Phillips or Mendez and put her in, and then yeah, either... you're down at 1917. I'm surprised. I, I mean, <laughs> I liked it. Um, not as much as some of these other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely is like a technical achievement kind of uh, picture. But um, yeah, no, I, I would say Lulu Wong and then either Ryan Johnson, Marielle Heller. Of course. Or, of course. Or, of course. Or, oh, geez. <laughs> I was trying to slide that one in there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, like Ryan Johnson, Marielle Heller, or the Safety Brothers for Uncut Gems. Um, those would have been my options for at best director i feel like should there since be there's should there what like a lifetime achievement for ryan johnson no, <laughs> no. at least right now chris, <laughs> let me, i'm gonna ask you chris do you think there should be a separate director's category for women so best no. male director and oh. best female director no absolutely not here's here's the deal um okay my, my i don't think that award shows should start getting into quota systems where you have to have oh. Rep- like you, like you have to have a, a a space filled by certain types of people, whether it's male, female, certain races, whatever it is. I think it's just let the chips fall where they may. Now, I I look at something like this where it's I think it's more of a statement on just simply the opportunities women are having to direct major motion pictures in Hollywood. So when when male men men are d- directing like eighty five percent of major releases. Um, the, of course, they're going to have a better chance of getting nominated for Academy Awards. And we're talking, I mean, with Best Director, yes, I, I think Greta Gerwig is, and, and Lulu Wong is the only um, directors that could have even broken this top five. No no disrespect to the um, 
oh gosh, the woman who directed Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, Marielle Heller. Marielle Heller uh, and a couple others that, that I'd seen online. But as soon as I read some of the other names that were like, why didn't she get now? I was like, come on. Come, like you can't you can't take off any of those a lot yeah, of those I mean, who are you taking out that's, that's the question right i mean I, I agree i think phillips you could probably take off i actually said online at first martin scorsese because i just when i look at the irishman I'm yeah, like, that, was per- that was preposterous i, I, well, yeah. I, I mean preposterous. When, you, when you're looking at the irishman i'm just like uh, okay it's 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 just it's a it's a typical scorsese film i don't i don't see, see the I direct I achievement totally there, just, mm. i totally disagree. that's just me that's all right that's my hot take so. It's Martin Scorsese's Endgame. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, but I mean, I, I just I think that yeah, I think we can get you know all riled up about no women being nominated in this in this category. But at the same time, I don't ever want uh, a woman or an, a Korean, just like with Bong Joon Ho, um, being nominated just so that they can fill a quota, just so mm. we can have diversity right. on that. I want them to have earned it and which yeah. is what exactly what Bon Joon Ho did. Now I will say yeah, that too, so, um I don't like what Issa Rae, or Issa Rae said um upon announcing those nominations. I thought she, that was a hijacking moment of her when and she clearly failed to understand the actual achievement that had been done within that category and decided to make it all about um an all male category. It's like pause Recognize the fact that the first Korean director ever has been nominated for that category. And then maybe if you want to say something on Twitter later on, uh, do it. By the way, you're also doing that next to an Asian actor in Hollywood <laughs> who was clearly really happy about that nomination. So that was a low-class move by Iceland. And I have no problem right. telling her that to her face. So, so let me play Belichick's advocate for a second here. Oh, and, come on. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Can, can let me sneak that one through? All right. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate here. According to that, so should best actor and best actress be blended into one category then? Should we just take the five best uh, male or female and select from that? Well, it's funny you ask ask this question because I just wrote an article about this uh, yesterday. Um, So, Yeah. So about dropping gender. Was it by me? Was was it by me? No, I wrote it. Um, So... There are a couple awards that do this. Um, the the Drama League Award for Broadway doesn't have genders. They just have simply a distinguished performance of the year. And it's it's the problem with it though is that it mixes in lead actor, supporting actors, plays and musicals. So it's like everybody in one category. There's forty. There's forty nominees. Oh, <laughs> right. That's not, that oh. doesn't sound complicated <laughs> at all. Doesn't sound complicated at all. And in the past seven years, but the problem is for the past 17 years that they've done it that way, uh, women have won that award only five times. So even when you do it like that, there's always going to be that balance. I, I do think there does need to be some type of um, split, whether it's based on gender, type of role, um, things like that. Uh, then we start getting into the non-binary playing non-binary roles i mean that's that's going to happen it's, it's happening already so how do we recognize those individuals as well so it's 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 becoming this really interesting um story but i do think we're going to get down that line where we're just recognizing the the actual type of role rather than the gender attached to it yeah and i think um you know we were just talking about there needing to be more opportunities for female directors uh if we're if we're taking the categories for actors and blending them together, um, there aren't enough. I don't think there are enough female roles for for women to distinguish themselves in movies uh, compared to the men. For for there to, you know, be that point where you can blend them yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, like there there needs to be, like you said, Chris, more more opportunities for women in movies. Um, and I would also like going back to the best director we were talking about. You know, uh, like there's only five. Uh, slots for those nominees. If you look at, like, I kind of feel like the the original screenplay and adapted screenplay uh, nominations are, are kind of like the uh, consolation prize for not getting Best Director nomination. So if you look like Ryan Johnson, Noah Baumbach, uh, Taika Waititi, and Greta Gerwig all got nominations in those categories uh, where they were also, like, the directors of those movies as well. So it they couldn't fit them into the best director, so they they got uh, slotted into those 
uh, categories instead. You're just excited that Ryan Johnson got nominated for an Oscar. I am, but <laughs> you know, I'm also I'm I'm probably more excited that Bong Joon Ho got nominated. There you go. There you Parasite go. is amazing. I love that movie. All right, a last storyline I had was Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she had two nominations uh, oh. for two different for two. Di- <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> two nominations for two different roles. It's only the twelfth time this has ever happened. Um, <laughs> uh, nine nine women have done it, and only three men have done it. Um, although one of them doesn't really count because one of them uh, was Barry Fitzgerald in nineteen forty four. He got two nominations for the same movie, a "Going My Way." He got Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. Really? So wow. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. I've what seen that, that role movie. Was. <laughs> Yeah, he was not for both. That's crazy. So I'm not going to count that. Can you guys name no, the other two that. male actors mm. that in the same year? So, uh, so was... two different roles, same year. One was 2004, and one was 1992. So these I was are say 90. Like I remember someone from the early 90s. I wanted to say Gene Hackman, but I don't think that's right. Nope. So 1992 two. is Al Pacino, okay. Percent of a Woman, which he won crazy. for. No, he got. I didn't know this. He got nominated for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then 2004, Jamie Foxx, Best Actor for Ray, which he won. And he was also Best Supporting Actor for Collateral. So those wow. are the only two guys. So it's, it had been done nine times by women. Um, the last time before Scarlett Johansson was Kate Blanchett in 2007. Uh, she was nominated for Elizabeth, The Golden Age, and then I'm Not There. Uh, and then a few others have done it. Uh, there was interestingly one year where it happened twice. Um, Holly was it Hunter. Hepburn? Oh, sorry. No, is Holly Hunter and Emma Thompson. Oh, Holly firm, Hunter. Firm and yep. yep. And then Emma Thompson for Remains of the Day and in, in the Name of the Father. So yep. that was yeah, that happened two times in 1993. Uh, so good for ScarJo. Um, so again, no one's ever won both. So a few people have won it once, uh, one out of two, but no one's ever won it twice. Her odds are fairly long uh, to yeah, win. Yeah, I don't, I don't see her winning either category. But so she's nominated yeah. for Best Actress in Marriage Story, Best Supporting Actress in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Ken, what was your take on her performances? On this I, I liked her in both movies. I thought, yeah. uh, I thought when I saw her in both movies that she could get a nomination for, for either one of them. And I was right. surprised. I was, I was pleasantly surprised, unlike Chris apparently, that she was nominated <laughs> for both performances. Chris, oh, what she's you, fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Still, here's, she's the fine. here's the thing. Here's the thing. She was Did doing you not like the fact that she died in Avengers Endgame? Spoiler alert. Or no, I was glad she died. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. okay. This woman in pain is great. No. Um, wow. Jeez. Jeez. My dislike. I'm sorry. Um, is this because she is played this that? Ghost in the Shell? No, I'm just yeah, glad. I'm just glad. Ghost Ghost in the shell. Shell. I'm just glad that Scarjo Scar got nominated for Jojo Rabbit because I, I hear she didn't get cast in Parasite. So I'm just really glad that wow. uh, she, got, wow. she got nominated in another role. Um, I, I Here's the thing. I, this is a I, – I hear – oh, gosh, how do I say this? I have very negative feelings towards Scarlett Johansson. I also – it's a weird year because I also personally – have a huge dislike for Cynthia Erivo um, and seeing her hey, nominated for best actress on social media, right? What was that? Oh gosh. You're she's feuding on social media, she's, right? She's just the freaking worst. But anyway, um, Shots fired. Uh, insufferable, insufferable woman. Um, so anyway, uh, and she's just so over the moon and thrilled with herself. Power, right power through sure. Chris, power through. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought she was fine in both movies. I, I mean, yeah. okay. Like, it just, th- there's nothing about either of those performances where I'm like, man, thank God they got Scarlett Johansson to do this role because, <laughs> you know, it, the movie would have failed without her. So, and, and um, you saw both movies? I did see both movies. Okay, cool. um, I, I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. I suffered through Marriage Story. I'll put it that way. So, um, a lot of people suffered through Marriage Story. Yeah, right. Um, I will say that I thought Florence Pugh got nominated for the wrong movie. Uh, in that in well, that category, that would have been I would have been okay with a double double nominee for for, for her uh, for her heck too. Yeah. Heck yeah! But Midsommar uh, and uh, for Little Women. I mean, the way these things are voted on, I, I sometimes this this stuff happens just by mere coincidence. I, and you know, good for good for the people that it happens to. I, I just don't think she's gonna obviously win either either award, which would be hilarious. So, 
I'll so enjoy seeing that. So you're not lining up for Black Widow on May 1st uh, to see that? Absolutely not. That movie looks preposterous. So. <laughs> looks, it just looks dumb. It's the first also, Marvel also movie. Starring, also starring Florence Pugh. All right. Florence Pugh. <laughs> All right, then, uh, and then the, the last, I said five, there's really a six. I'm just throwing in a six for just my own edification. Um, no 2095 Club for the Avengers. Uh, this was, I was watching this very closely. I wrote a big piece about the 2095 Club. For those who have not read it, go check it out on, on stage blog, on screen section. Uh, but the 2095 Club is basically movies that have sold 20 million, it's a club I made up, um, for it to establish uh, what movies are truly elite uh, in America today. There are only eight movies that make the club. 20 million tickets sold, 90% Rotten Tomato score, five Oscars won. Uh, only eight movies have done it. Avengers, heading into the Oscar noms, had 20 million tickets sold, had 90% Rotten Tomatoes, had a very, very, very outside shot at Oscar nominations, seeing as this was like the last... Um, you know, MCU movie of this, you know, the phase three or four of, you know, the story, the Infinity Saga story. So I thought there was a chance it could get five nominations and maybe it sweeps. Who knows? It only got one nomination. <laughs> so uh, no chance of the 2095 club. Um, there are some people making the case that like Robert Downey Jr. should be get nominated and like the Russo brothers should get nominated for best director. Mm. Uh, guys, anything to it? What, what, are, you, what are your S- thoughts? Settle down. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so sort think, of my thought as well. I think their justification is the Peter Jackson thing, where it's like he got he finally won for Return of the King rather than any of the other films. Um, right, right. It's more of like an achievement of like one saga, if you will. But I mean, right, right. Come, on now. come on. I mean, look, Black Panther got a bunch of nominations a couple of years ago, and the Joker or Joker got eleven nominations this year. Let's just like pump the brakes on like comic book movies not getting their due okay <laughs> right i mean I, I do think it's a little surprising that not a single like you know other you know marvel film whether it's you know spider-man or any like got anything so it's like right you, you, you know anything from the mcu got one nomination for the entire oscars which yeah i thought was really i mean i think it is an interesting point if we were talking about you know levels of uh, achievement or difficulty achievement pulling off a movie like Avengers Endgame is a high difficulty level because mm-hmm. it's unwielding and there's so many things and the Russo brothers really, I think, you know, really nailed it and, and should be commended for making such, you know, a highly regarded movie with the type of budget it has with all the stars, with all the different um, uh, CGI going on, but still satisfying to the fans as well as the critics. So I think there's a general point about they should get a little bit more recognition for just being, uh, for the achievement of just making such a, uh, a satisfactory blockbuster, you know, it's a, a thrilling blockbuster at that. The th- the problem is again, there's only nine movies and there's only five directors you can nominate. So, you know, it's just, it's going to be really hard, especially because the Academy has a bunch of Martin Scorsese's in there that don't <laughs> think comic book movies are real movies. So, well, uh, I mean, and also like it's the biggest movie of all time. So it was richly <laughs> rewarded, just not by the Academy. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I don't think anyone's saying you should have 15 nominations or 13, but uh, and again, I don't uh, particularly this year. I wouldn't say Russo Brothers have any shot to be in the top five, but no. just in, no. But I, I think I think the talking point behind it is 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 interesting and worthy of uh, further discussion. Okay, uh, that's all I had. Any other storylines that came out uh, from this from these nominations for you guys before? And I have a few other topics to cover. Not really. I mean, yeah. other than and other than Disney really kind of taking a hit uh, overall, like they, I mean, they really didn't take <laughs> home anything here. I mean, even um, you know, I expected Frozen Two to get a lot more than it did. So, um, yeah, I guess I, I think that was the big one that was like the Disney as the corporation just did not do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be cr- yeah. they'll be crying in their Scrooge McDuck. Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, like the 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 biggest like I don't know thing that stood out for me was was the love for parasite um and and the how many nominations it got i was uh i wasn't sure how many to how many to expect it to get just being a foreign language film and it was was nice to see it get a best picture nomination instead of just being relegated to to best foreign language picture i would also say that the um the role of the dice by netflix uh worked out I think, mm. you know, especially with the Irishman, um, and you know, Marriage Story, you know, obviously, the, you know, them buying Dance up these, 
And two Popes, you're right. Thank you. Um, several nominations. Several nominations. Um, you know, so I think I think they're gamble. I read it. Like, there was a article out there saying like their three point six billion dollar gamble worked off or something like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, what do you guys make of J of J Lo being snubbed? That was that was something else that got some storylines buzzing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't see Hustlers, so I, I can't really comment on her performance, unfortunately. It's one of the few that uh, I didn't see. Uh, I was fine with her getting stubbed. I don't think there's a, really a movie. I haven't seen Richard Jewell yet, but I don't think there's a movie, at least of the other four, uh, that I would swap out for J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I mean, J-Lo. Maybe, but... maybe Margot Robbie, but yeah. Yeah, did anyone else think Margot Robbie was nominated for the wrong movie? I, I felt like she was more deserving for um, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. That's tough. That's nah, tough I though. don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a big enough role um, okay. in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I mean, honestly, like the, the biggest snub for me was was Kevin Garnett and Uncut Gems. Of course. Not my getting Princess a, not that, getting a supporting a actor. Yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine if you had won the Oscar? Like that would like anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to talk uh, about was Irishman uh, did had got multiple nominations, but also had two uh, support best supporting actor uh, nominations for uh, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Um, that has not happened as much as you think. Um, it's happened. Oh, I had a count. I think it was 18 times uh, in the history, mostly for, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, 18 times just for the best actor. So it's actually happened a bunch of times. Um, interestingly, it's happened, a movie has gotten three nominations for Best Supporting Actor twice. Can you guys think of the movie? The two Can you movies? Give me a year? 70. I'll give you a decade, 70s. Godfather? So Godfather. Yep. Godfather 1. Yep. Um, Deer Hunter? Nope. But it did star Robert De Niro. Goodfellas? No, Godfather, Part, right? Godfather Part 2. Godfather uh, 1 and Godfather uh, Part 2. Yeah. Uh, Godfather 1, James Caan, Robert Duvall, Al Pacino. Godfather Part 2, Robert De Niro, Michael Gazzo, and Lee Strasberg. I really it. wanted to say Once Upon a Time in America, but I knew that was released <laughs> in the mid 80s, early 80s. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh the only time... very fitting <laughs> so the last time a movie got two best supportings was uh three billboards outside ebbing missouri in 2018 but then the only time before that the last time before, before that was 1992 so uh well, it hasn't happened much this century um uh, glenn, glenn gary glenn ross <laughs> no, no bugsy bugsy yep harvey yeah. Keitel, ben kingsley uh, yep so uh, good for Irishman, and we'll see. Again, neither are the favorites uh, to win the categories. We'll get to in a one second. Are you guys ready to review uh, odds, betting odds? Sure. So most of the major categories uh, have pretty clear favorites. So we'll start at um, we'll start supporting. So best supporting actress, um, Laura Dern's a heavy favorite here, minus eight hundred. Uh, that was for her role in Marriage Story. And then uh, the rest are pretty similar. Margot Robbie, second. ScarJo, third. Florence Pugh, fourth. Kathy Bates, fifth. Uh, big long shot. Uh, any surprise there for you guys? Um, no. no, I mean, I'd, I'd probably put Johansson and Pugh as ahead of Robbie, but not in front of Laura Dern. Yep, yep. Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt, minus 800, heavy favorite there, followed by Joe Pesci, plus 650. He's a clear second place, and then the rest are basically also Rands. Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, and Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins coming in at plus 5,000. This is a little tougher one for me. I don't know what you guys think. I, I, I would have expected this to be closer. Um, I mean, the odds are basically set on what they've already won before, so some of it's just sort of baked in bias. But just in terms of overall performance, I thought uh, Pesci and Pitt were, were pretty close, and I could certainly understand having Pitt having the slight edge. But um, Ken, you're in love with Pitt, so I'm not going to uh, go to you. Uh, Chris, <laughs> any thoughts Any thoughts on Brad I mean, Pitt? I mean, this is, this is – I – went on record um i say record I, I wrote that i thought inglorious bastards was the best performance he's ever given this <laughs> this i interesting enough another tarantino film this goes even yeah. beyond i mean this is this is by far his best performance he's yeah. ever done um right. i think he's the last kind of part of this like 
it's weird. Like I know Simmons says this a lot, but like those movie star types and how they're slowly kind of fading away. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of the last bastion of that. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah. He and DiCaprio. Yeah. And he's due, he's due for an Oscar. I mean, yeah, he's I, been, I, think, I think he's been nominated yeah. like three or four times and yeah, he, he deserves it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, best director. Uh, this is going to be an interesting race. So Sam Mendes is a favorite plus a hundred. So he's got a best, you know, 50% odds according to this followed by Bong Joon-ho at plus 180. So very close to Mendes and then Tarantino plus 550 Scorsese plus 750 and then Todd Phillips long shot at plus 2,500. So again, relatively speaking, it's, I mean, it's definitely at least a two way race and it's, and you can definitely make three. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, but I mean, if Scorsese won, you wouldn't be shocked. I mean, you no, know, so. but uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. But no, it feels like Mendez, Bong Joon Ho, or or Tarantino. Yeah, I, honestly, this is the one I'm kind of circling for Tarantino again. If you buy in the thesis that they're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, kind of reward him, this, yeah. these are ta- these are tasty odds for. I kind of I kind of want Bong Joon Ho to win. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think the, you definitely have to pay attention to the Directors Guild Awards. Um, that's coming out next week. They're yeah. pretty good at predicting who's going to win the Oscar. So, okay. so, so if I believe in Tarantino, I should place my bet before that in case. Because if he wins that for whatever oh, reason, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I think they've correctly predicted the Oscar for like the past ten years straight. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Is okay. have either of you seen Parasite? No, no, no. Okay, yeah, it's it's just. The, the crafting of that movie is really impressive. So it, mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like a like a director that's like fully in charge of like all of his powers kind of thing. So, anyways, best actress Renee Zellweger minus six hundred for Judy Garland. Uh, pardon me, just Judy. And then uh, ScarJo, your favorite, Chris, plus five fifty. I'll save a bet for you on that one. Um, also his favorite. Also his favorite, Cynthia. <laughs> Was it Cynthia Erivo? Was that? How you mm-hmm. Yep. Charlie's uh, plus twenty two hundred. Charlie Saron plus twenty two hundred. Uh, Saoirse Ronan uh, plus twenty five hundred. That's like four time nominee Saoirse Ronan. Right. Yeah. Uh, please step up to the plate. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, play play, G- play Jean Grey in uh, the MCU. You know, no, don't I'll play Jean Grey. <laughs> Dear God, do not play Jean Grey. <laughs> All I know is, is a, the last thing I want is Saoirse Ronan having to play the Dark Phoenix. Oh, oh my God. No. All, all, all I know is she's in the next she's in the next Wes Anderson film. She's on my list of favorite okay. actresses in Hollywood. So Jesus. two it. out of three, Greg, you're over you're outnumbered. Uh, yeah, you go, go have fun. I'll I'll be asleep when her next movie comes on. So you know. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Populous Greg. So interesting on Zellweger. They uh, oh popular. Can you love everything? You're the ultimate <laughs> populist. My God, you, Jesus. Um, what a comeback for Renee Zellweger, though. Like her first movie, kind of back. She gets an Oscar nomination. Like, and right. she made everybody know about it at the Golden Globes. <laughs> it's so nice to see all of you again. Right? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. Thank speech you for now. having me back. Well, it's kind of funny because everyone once the movie came out and came out in September, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is best actor. She's got best actress locked up," and and it hasn't really faded despite all the other performances that came out so she took a six-year break on her own her own decision <laughs> so it's not like it's not like you know she stopped getting offers she just took a six-year right. break sure you know this is what happens renee in hollywood <laughs> people she like Charlie to... <laughs> she decided to start squinting again too <laughs> She's the worst. This is the most hated category I've ever. I've ever hated. <laughs> like I, I want, I want, I want Sergi just to win, just because I like her um, mm-hmm. as a human being. Charlize too, but like, yeah. But Renee's <laughs> gonna take it. Speech is gonna be epic though. So, can, can we talk about the uh, best actress category for just a second? Like, sure. Yeah. How did How did Lupita Nyong'o not get nominated for us? Because mm-hmm. she she is uh, a terrible human being and <laughs> took. Took all of her votes. <laughs> I hear you cannot understand how insufferable this woman is, but and I don't want to say like, oh, she's an insufferable woman, but like, I'm just wow. identifying her by the gender that she identifies as. <laughs> um, she's insufferable. She's uh, absolutely having having interacted with her in person. She is insufferable. So that's all. I, yeah. 
But Lupita Nyong'o, she did like a dual performance in that movie. And Incredible. Just salt nothing. of the earth, by the way. Nothing. Salt of the earth. Yale graduate Lupita Nyong'o. So. <laughs> It's still criminal how underused she was in Star Wars, oh. the Star Wars trilogy. I, I'm That's still mad about that. It, it's, separate, uh, it's a separate podcast for a different time. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, anything else on Best Actress? Any, any other uh, rants on Cynthia Erivo that you wanted to get off, Chris? Or, you know, or, I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to do a separate podcast just about that. <laughs> 40, I'm going to do a 40-minute shoot, shoot on Cynthia Erivo. I just <laughs> Uh, all right best actor uh not much to talk about here uh walking phoenix is the huge favorite minus 800 um adam driver is second clear second at plus 600 and then the rest are long shots antonio banderas plus 2500 dicaprio plus 45 jonathan price plus six plus six thousand um i don't think he's gonna win again i think phoenix is gonna win but banderas is sort of an interesting flyer because everyone seemed to love this performance and there could be sort of life again sort of lifetime achievement you know because everyone wants to reward him for x versus sever and uh you know (laughs) the uh they they regret not you know nominating for what what achievement uh, for Antonio Banderas, <laughs> he's, he's a desperado. I mean, he's really good. He's done, he's done some good movies. <laughs> no, come on, has he? Yeah, has he? Why? It's a good story. Did you see? You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Everyone I, seems I, to like him. I he's. I think he's a, a a great actor. I think he's been in some fun movies. But I, I think if you said like he's been in good movies, I think. Or you know, award worthy movies where you're like, man, this guy really needs an Oscar. I, no. I just don't see it. I don't see it I, at all. Yeah. So I, I would agree with that. But I mean he's like, he's not done total garbage his entire career. Oh eh, not total garbage. Not total. I mean, like did, so yeah, I, I won't get into it. But it's another one of the performances where once it came out, everyone like, Oh my gosh, this is best actor, yeah, material and yeah, everyone's yeah, you know, some people seem to be rooting for him and yeah, I'm just saying I again it's a long shot, but it's like, yeah, you put a little flyer bet on it, twenty five to one. Eh, could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh Adam Driver plus six hundred. chance, possible, Ken? Yeah. No, absolutely. I I thought he was he was the uh, strongest part of a marriage story. Uh, and I, I'm, I liked Scarlett Johansson in the role t- in her role, but uh, I really liked Adam Driver's performance. DiCaprio at plus forty five hundred is surprising. Um, yeah, that, that slid by me at first read. I was just like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, wait, DiCaprio is like a long shot, <laughs> like a like a fifty to one long shot. That's like, yeah, that's crazy. I, I think had he not won for the um, Revenant, then he would be mm. favorite. Yeah, I think I think the fact that he's already won one kind of takes the wind out of the sails. But my God, is he good in that movie? Like, yeah, he is. yeah, it's he's yeah, so yeah. freaking. Especially good all those scenes with the little girl, little girl, movie. him in the trailer afterwards. Um, <laughs> yep, like the, his monologue of screaming at the hippies in his driveway, like that should be is amazing. Um, he he is just um, unbelievable in this movie. Uh, so um, yeah. I don't I I don't. I don't see it with Phoenix. I'm like, oh great, like yeah, he plays a guy going down the the rabbit hole of craziness. Like, oh, he he dislocated his knee because he was kicking uh, a dumpster so hard. You know, a real actor would just you know act that. Um, <laughs> it's like without actually having to do it. Well, but Chris, I mean, he lost like a hundred pounds doing this role. That's, ooh, I mean, that, that's what all that's great actors say. do, isn't it? I, I hate these movies that like. You have to go ugly to get an Oscar, and, right. and you know I love my my girl Charlize, but she did it. I mean, right, monster, right? Yeah. I mean, technically Nicole Kidman did it by putting on a bigger nose, I guess, for the hours. <laughs> but like, I don't I don't buy into the whole like, man, I lost a lot of weight, so give me an Oscar for that. Like, <laughs> great job. This is this is me just clearing out to let someone else talk, like put down Joker. I just. <laughs> Want to put that out there? <laughs> I just, I mean, okay. And the other thing too is, I, I'm heavily biased towards, uh, towards. Um, oh my gosh, why am I drawing uh, a blank? Driver? No. Um, oh god, this is really embarrassing. We're keeping this in. Who? <laughs> Shoot. What movie are you trying to think? About? What are you? What are you talking about? The what? actor who won for The Dark Knight. Like, why am I drawing a blank on? Oh, he's oh, he 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 Thank you. Holy. <laughs> um, I also feel that Phoenix 
lifted a lot from that that performance. I, I just I see I see Heath Ledger's one performance as Joker as kind of the quintessential performance of that character, and I just saw this as kind of a I don't know, like an imitation almost. I was just like, Meh, but okay. I think I thought it was as much or more of an imitation of uh, Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think I agree with Ken again, but I think Chris, your previous comment was it didn't have to be a Joker movie for this movie to mm-hmm. exist, and I think I think Phoenix's portrayal is again more of just like a mentally ill, like troubled misfit, you know, so, social misfit, yeah. which is not really Heath Ledger, like Heath Ledger's. I mean, he's at the top of his game, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Right. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a in the Yeah, and that's most of the Joker is not that. You know, it's mm-hmm. him, you know, trying to, you know, just make sense of life and then violence. Yeah, is yeah I mean, the thing, the thing that undermines Joker for me is what you said, Greg. Like, it, this has been done. It, it's it's a different thing, but it's it's also been done in, in like, Taxi Driver, Fight Club, and, and other movies like that, where it was, I feel like it was just done better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i need to i mean again i i, I liked it it's a movie that really made me think about it a lot um i love the score of it and i'm big on scores and scores impact on sort of my memory of the movie i definitely need to see it again and and see if it's better if it aged well or not you know since since i saw it but can i, can I toss out a uh question about the category here um sure how do you guys feel about adam sandler uh not getting a nomination here Ooh, I, I actually I think you could swap out you could swap out Jonathan Price. Jonathan for Price, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. And uh, honestly, you could probably swap out Banderas for Eddie Murphy. Oh, but 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 Banderas, he was desperado. I mean, he, he, think, of all, think of all the roles he's been. I mean, his lifetime. My <laughs> kids franchise. Uh, he was in Machete Kills. kills. <laughs> X X. It's X. Come on. God, play it to the bone. Uh, <laughs> Leave Antonio Banderas alone. Come on. This Leave makes him, him alone. Happen. He's in Daniel Jones territory. <laughs> Leave him alone. That's right. Come on. You He's... leave Antonio Banderas alone. <laughs> Adam Sandler doesn't need the nomination. Come on. Yeah. I, right. Is he ever going to get a nomination, though? Like, this was like the opportunity for him, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Feel like- yeah, he'll do something else. Okay. Yeah. I think I think this, this kicks off uh, maybe a new chapter in his. Really? Because how'd that work out with Punch Drunk Love? Well, he was younger. Punch Drunk Love wasn't an Oscar. Contender. I mean, because no, but that was that was the, what I'm saying is that that was a a very different role from everything he'd done before that, right. and and then he went back to making a bunch of like you know the Netflix stuff eventually. Right. But I think I think that was a different time in his life and his career. Um, he's got the money; he doesn't need the money anymore. This this Netflix deal is gonna be is, is gonna keep him okay. So I think he can you know maybe start to branch out and do different types of roles. Now hopefully, although he did tell Howard Stern, he's like, look, if I don't get nominated for an Oscar, I'm just gonna start making really stinky movies again just to get him back. <laughs> so um, I, well, God help us all. But you know it's uh, yeah yeah mm. okay. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, best picture odds. Once upon a time in Hollywood is the leader plus one twenty five. Uh, these are really close. This is we have at least a three way race, if not possibly a five way race. Nineteen seventeen plus three hundred. Parasite plus four hundred. Joker plus seven hundred. I can't believe Joker's that high. Um, yeah. Irishman plus twelve hundred, and then and then we have some long shots. Jojo Rabbit, 28. Marriage Story, 33. Little Women, uh, plus 5,000. Ford versus Ferrari, plus 10,000. What do you guys make of those odds? I like them. Yeah, that feels about right to me. Um, Maybe move Joker down a little bit, because I I honestly don't think it has a... I don't think it has a shot of winning Best Picture. I don't think think so either. I I think it has more of a shot than Ford versus Ferrari. I'd probably put it in, like, the (laughs) Little Women Marriage Story range. Right, right. Um, right. Maybe around like Jojo Rabbit at like the high end. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd bump Irishman up and I'd bump 1917 just below Parasite. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, again, uh, plus one twenty five is about a fifty fifty shot for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if it's Tarantino's year. Uh, any other thoughts, guys? Um, what did you? Oh, I wanted to ask you. What did you make of the animated movies? Uh, that that category, best animated movie. It was. 
I mean, Toy Story 4 is in there. I think How to Train Your Dragon 3 and then some lesser known Missing Link. Uh, it seemed like a kind of weak year. Um, yeah. Even though there's some kind of big animated movies that came out this year. But uh, like Frozen 2 didn't get a nomination, which is really surprising. Um, but any takes on that? Not, not really. Like I, I okay. like you said, it kind of felt like a down year overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I, I am surprised that... <clears throat> That Frozen wasn't in that in that category, especially you know I don't know the missing link really like really <laughs> right. won the Golden Globe. I mean, Claws really? I don't know. It's just like yeah. it, I, I I think it's one of those things where you know if it's not going to be um, you know a Disney product, then you have to have at least worthy stuff in there. And that's just I didn't see it really here. I was just like, okay. Mm, okay. I uh, just want to run through uh, the music, our uh, best original song, Toy Story Four. I can't let you, th- I can't let you throw yourself away into the unknown from Frozen Two. Um, Rocket Man, I'm gonna love me again. Uh, your favorite, Chris, stand up from Harriet, and oh, then uh, I'm st- she's <laughs> I'm nominated st- twice. She's nominated. She got a writing credit for that that movie, so she's <laughs> technically nominated twice this year. Then I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I don't, I, I, let it did let it go win. Yes, the 2012. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna... There would have been riots <laughs> if it didn't. Right. I, I got kids imagine. would have been rioting in the That's streets. <laughs> so I gotta think again. I haven't seen any odds on on this one, but I gotta think into the unknowns a favorite there. Um, I am well, hoping. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Academy loves them some Elton John. So I That's mean, true. true, true. Yeah. There and, was there was one song I was kind of hoping was going to get nominated but didn't. Uh, the Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson for the movie The Dead Don't Die, which was kind of a, like a meta song, like in the movie. They did a good job of incorporating it. I would have liked to have seen that get nominated, but oh well. I also think Frozen Two got the wrong song nominated, and uh, uh, probably. Yeah, I think which I think show, you want? show yourself. I think that's just a better song. Show yourself. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Fair. Okay. Uh, personally, as we get to um, just one of the category I wanted to get to was best sc- original score. Here I am really rooting for Joker to win. Uh, I thought I thought again the score was one of the best parts of it. Um, the 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 bathroom dance song is truly haunting. It's it's was immediately added to my movie soundtrack uh, Spotify playlist. And that's not disturbing at all. Yeah, it's great. Really that on your own. It's great. It's no, it's like a perfectly uh, like haunted. How many song times, Greg? How yeah. many times have you listened to that? Oh gosh, I mean, again, it's on my playlist. So, and I listen right. to the playlist we'll, a lot. We'll talk off air. <laughs> so, uh, rooting for that when uh, Any other thoughts, guys? Before we wrap this up, mm. I, I would like to see that happen. I mean, I have I'm trying to think. It hasn't. I don't know if it'd be, she would be the first person, first woman, to win uh, in that category. I think there's only been like a handful. So um, I think that'd be a great achievement to see a woman, you know, yeah, win, yeah, uh, that. Um, at the same time, you know, how many more times is John Williams going to be doing, a, a, you know, an Oscar-worthy score in his lifetime? So that would be another one that be I would watch out for because the Academy loves to do them some, uh, some, you know, lifetime achievement you know bs so yeah all right anything else guys uh just a small one like best documentary i know it's probably not like a huge category but this category they continually seem to like not nominate some of the best ones of the year there were uh two the apollo 11 and they shall not grow old which was um a world war one documentary like both of those are amazing and didn't even get nominated so much like uh won't you be my neighbor last year so just wanted to mention that okay all right so the ceremony is uh the sunday after the super bowl february 9th uh so we'll be back uh regarding the oscars we'll be back yeah uh sometime during that week before to give our official uh submit our official oscar ballots and your predictions and we'll see who is the oscar king uh, this year, and we'll release details uh, for anyone that wants to compete against us to see who is the uh, the Oscar King uh, for on screen. We'll release details about that in the coming weeks. Uh, email us at onstagebop at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments you want to hear uh, 
hear answered uh, on the podcast on stagebop at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Greg E333. Ken, where are you? What are you? Ken Jones something? Ken Jones 81. And Chris, you're back on Twitter? Yeah. Back on Twitter. Decide. You know, he sounds thing, so I, excited. I, well, I wanted to write some trolling comments, and I realized I couldn't do that. <laughs> he he wanted to follow Cynthia Revo. Cynthia Revo. <laughs> so, I figured wasn't wasn't smart to do that to the uh-huh. old Twitter account. So, yeah, I'm back. Um, Chris, Chris underscore, uh, at Chris. Wait, hold on. At oh, you said underscore. underscore. Oh, no. On stage, uh, so yeah, check definitely follow me for some trolling comments <laughs> towards Cincy of the Revo. Only so. it's dedicated sole purpose is and to charge. I'm just so glad that the Cynthia Revo's biggest fan is is thrilled for her achievements. And I don't know if you knew this, but it's Cynthia big Revo's video. biggest fan is Cynthia Revo. So, um, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, fuck. I can follow the podcast on Twitter at OnStageBop as well. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, check out OnStage Blog and the podcast network. Uh, Chris, what 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 do we have okay, on stage blog? The fact that, you know, you know, and getting some achievement. You know, when you when you're breaking onto the scene and you're getting all these achievements at once, show some humility. Show some humility. And when when press people ask you genuine questions about um you know how great it is that you've had such a great start to your career being snooty to them is just that's not a way to endear yourself to the uh broadway media i'm just gonna say that uh cynthia so you know whatever but anyway (laughs) i believe this is what they call tripling down So I know she's, she's a she's a gimmick performer to me. She's, she's got a gimmick. <laughs> congratulations, Cynthia. Every everything, Cynthia. By the way, if you follow her Instagram, <laughs> oh my god, I, everything I that hope, Cynthia Riva does is amazing to someone. I hope, like, I, have, hope, I hope she's in like Star Wars and the MCU now. Like I hope she gets like all the leading roles in Chris's, in Chris's favorite movies. That's, that's she'll be the next Black Panther as a love interest. Uh. Throw up all. Greg, I think we're gonna have really? to run this podcast by legal. Really? <laughs> Figure out I mean, how much of this we can keep in. The problem, See, the problem with her being the love interest in Black Panthers is totally unrealistic because she could never love another human being more than herself. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man, she is the worst. <laughs> oh, Greg, Greg <laughs> please bring us back. Uh, um, on stage blog, uh, we got good. Co- we got lots of good content coming this week. Uh, God. I was gonna ask Chris what's coming, but I think, um, I think we all know now. Nothing but Arima screen. That woman could order off a lunch menu and get a Tony nomination. Uh, check out or the on stage blog deserve- podcast network. Uh, there's other podcasts about um, other people in theater. Uh, we have mu- movie musical shakedown. Um, Desperately seeking entertainment. And of course, the box office preview will be back to uh, uh, regularly scheduled program in terms of breaking down the new releases. Uh, we'll be back also with Harley Quinn um, in early February and, uh, and you know, throughout the spring as well. So, Ken, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, not, nothing concrete, but I'm going to work my hardest to try to come up with something that makes you want have to do an emergency pod next week. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> Write something totally inflammatory. Yes. Um, all right. Since we're taking January off. <laughs> That's right. Well, we might do a mailbag. We'll see. We've had a couple questions come in. If we get a few more, we'll do we'll do a mailbag pod. We'll see. All right. Uh, Onstagebop at gmail uh, If you have any complaints about the content, we understand and we're sorry. <laughs> <in advance>. <laughs> <laughs> On stagebop at gmail.com for Ken Jones, for Chris Peterson. And we're sorry to the friends and family of Cynthia Revo. This is this is Greg Earhart. I'm not sorry. Don't say <laughs> what I want. I, I'm, I'm saying sorry. This is my our podcast. <laughs> the views expressed. <laughs> Signing off. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I hope you lose, Cynthia. I hope you lose. If uh, we're not in court, we'll see you in podcast. We'll see you in the podcast in a couple weeks. Adios. <laughs> Goodbye.
is this Quentin Tarantino's year for best picture, best director, and even to kind of you know, clean up the awards? Chris, start with you. Wait, sorry. Say that again. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Chris. I was expecting you to go to Ken first. <laughs> sorry. By the way, did you see today that the script, the Colin Trevorrow script? Yeah, ends? I saw that. I didn't get a chance. I saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to read it on, yet. On paper, it was actually pretty good. But, mm. I mean, he might have what's, bro- up, so. what's broad strokes of the of his script? Uh, completely different than what we got. Well, I, right, right. But like, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Probably, probably too much to get into on a pod. All right, all right. Talk, about the Oscars. All right, tell everything, me everything dumb right. that you thought about Rise of Skywalker did not happen in his script, which is so. So what, what you're saying it. is he really shouldn't have done Book of Henry. Really, I mean that killed him. That right. killed him. Off mic. We'll talk. All right, we'll talk about that off mic. Um, okay. 